Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You're listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. Are we on the internet? Thank you, Danny's mom. Tonight, the party meets a -a one-of-a-kind NPC, Yasha returns to the group, and the sewer proves an interesting passage. We'll break it all down with my guest, Matthew Mercer. Hi. Laura Bailey. Hello. Hi, guys. All that and more tonight on Talks Machina. Hit it, Chief. We're back. Hello, friends. Hi. Welcome, esteemed panel of guests. Hi. Yes, I am very sweet. That's a good impression. Thank you. Of Jester doing an impression of Kiri. <laughs> oh, that's getting fractal. Yeah, that's weird. Mm. It is. Ah. Ah. Uh, we have a few announcements to burn through, so let's get through those quickly, because okay. we have a lot of good questions tonight. Uh, our friends at the Rook and the Raven, we've been talking about the last few weeks. They make uh, high-quality disc-bound gaming notebooks like the one I'm holding right now. Um, these are designed for tabletop RPG games. Uh, and you can put all your character info in here. You can, their spell lists. Uh, you can journal your entire campaign if you want, everything that's happening if you're a good note-taker. You could draw a bunch of dicks in a margin. A bunch yes. of dicks. Dicks. Pieces of poop taking a bath. Yeah. Pieces of poop taking a bath. Anything. It is. That's one yeah. of the things I drew. So. Deep, deep, deep cuts there. <laughs> uh, the Far Travelers Collection Kickstarter ends this Thursday night at midnight Pacific time. So it's your last chance to get the deluxe edition of the Mischief and Misadventure campaign diary and the new Far Travelers notebook. Man, this is cool. It is really pretty. Um, it's pretty rad. I'm going to keep this. <laughs> so let's hope we have more for the giveaways. Uh, all these feature covers by Devin Rue, who illustrated our official Wild Mount map and several of the wormwoods we've been giving away the last the few weeks. Map too. And the Taldori map, too. She's amazing. Um, you can be. Hi, yes, Devin. exactly. <laughs> Hi, Devin. Uh, you can become a backer now at therookandtheraven.com slash critical role before the campaign ends on Thursday. <laughs> 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 on sale now are what? T- 
tickets for our very first New York first New York City live show. That's what happens hey. when I when I drink all day. <laughs> Join us at the United Palace in Washington Heights on Thursday, October fourth. Tickets are available right now via Tickstart via Ticketmaster. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Oh no. If, okay, but here's the thing: the, the writing is this deep red. Mm. You know, it's a deep, deep red. Yeah, you're right. On you're a right. black screen. It can be you know? confusing. Anyway. It is. Yeah, man. <laughs> you can check out details about that New York live show at critroll.com. There's a few tickets left. Um, that's going to be a blast. I'm excited. It's going to be our first East Coast yeah. event. I'm not quite sure what's going to be happening by the time we get there, kind of like what happened with Gen Con. Yeah. So it's a little stressful for me. I'm yeah. happy I'm going to be there this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll be yeah. There. God, we missed you guys at Gen Con, so Dude, I'm happy to see you guys. It's so painful to like watch and see like you guys doing it and not be there. We'll make up for it. That's yeah. FOMO. Make up for it. That's serious FOMO right there. I know. Um, thank you to everyone that tuned into our new show Between the Sheets last night. Um, yeah. That was very fun uh, chatting with you guys and seeing the reactions. Our first episode featured Talis and Jaffe. Uh, VOD is available on our Twitch. If you're a subscriber, we got that issue fixed. It was on the Twitch end of things, but I called the president of Twitch myself. Oh. No, I name? didn't. I'm, no, I'm yeah. blocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, it'll never happen. Uh, also, the VOD for that will go up on YouTube tomorrow at youtube.com slash critical role. Uh, this show is pretty much exclusively available on Critical Role's Twitch and YouTube channels. That's it. It's, it's pretty great. It's the only great. place you can find You're it. You're really great. You're oh, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, we've filmed four so far, and they're all unique and amazing in their own ways, and I can't wait for people to see more. Also, Monday, new episode featuring Laura's Better Three Quarters. Travis Travis Willingham. And to celebrate the long show between the sheets, I'm going to be doing a Reddit AMA on the Critical Role subreddit on Friday this yeah. week. Uh, Reddit! Reddit! September you're going 21st. Going to Reddit, Brian. I'm going in there. I'm After diving all the in shit deep. You've given, you're going to Reddit. There's only, I, I like the Reddit. There's only specific types of <laughs> it's true, though. whiny babies on there that I actually make fun of on this show. The rest <laughs> of the people as far are as fantastic. go, like, our critical really Reddit's good. pretty yeah. great. Ours like, is very good. I'm very yeah. proud yeah, of yeah, our Redditors yeah. out there. Hi, Reddit. You guys reading, are awesome. Even reading on Reddit yeah, that yeah. my neck was fat when I was pregnant, it's fine. Yeah. It's like, because they I format it so well that you don't them feel. paying attention that closely. Yeah. Look, yeah. They're just passionate. Yeah. No, fuck you, actually. No, Whoever that no, was. No. Whoever that you know, was. Not Reddit, no. but you. You know who you are. You know who you are. mean about it. They've said it in a nice way. It's fine. Well, let's pull up. Let's search Laura Bailey's neck on Reddit no, and we'll read the not. actual comment. Oh. Oh, okay. Get the hashtag started. I hope it wasn't Pullout King or one <laughs> of our heroes. Hashtag Laura Bailey's neck. Um, yeah, the AMA anyway will be on the 21st, which is this Friday, I believe, at 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, should be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Also, finally, we're raising money for Sam's favorite charity, the PAB Love Foundation, which is dedicated towards ending childhood cancer through mm -hmm. research uh, funding and also helps improve the lives of kids who do have cancer um, through arts. We've already raised $68,000. That's crazy. If we hit $100,000, Sam will rock a very special fireside chat in this chair in which I'm sitting. I it will forever be about what he's gonna wear tainted for it. by <laughs> Sam Regal in a robe sitting in this chair drinking well, wine. Between like the fireside chat and the uh, 
you know, between the sheets episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm excited because as much as I know Sam and we've we've connected very strongly, he's still somewhat of he's an enigma. Mysterious. He he's a mysterious fella. Like we've had some really deep conversations and like uh -huh. I consider him one of the closest people in my life. And then every now and then I have to stop and be like, I don't really know. All that much yeah. about what goes on behind the yeah. veneer. He'll spring it's out with mystery. something, and you're like, yeah. "Really? Yeah. Yeah. He he might be like a real Bond. He might actually be a long time spy. <laughs> you assassin. think so? Could be. Yeah, I've always I've no, always his wife suspected. Is a spy assassin. Well, that well, I could believe about it though. But he see, just hides that's what that's they're there to throw you off. She like has her shit together, yeah. and she's super charismatic and she can is sort so of like. so charismatic. I've never had like a crush on a, a woman as hard as I've crushed really? on Q. Yeah. yeah, like you know, seriously, his. She's yeah. really pretty, and she's just got really like, damn. But that's energy. what I'm saying. They're trying to throw you off because she's got all her shit together, and then Sam is like a bumbling fool, you know, and it, like you have no idea how they ended up together. They couldn't get him yeah. teeth that looked real yeah. and. <laughs> There's a lot of different <laughs> stuff going on there. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, dude. He's not watching. Why am I apologizing? Fuck, we can say whatever we want. Uh, you've already <laughs> unlocked Sam's special Crash Pandas one shot, which Yay! is going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's going to air Friday, September 21st at 7 p.m. at twitch.tv slash critical role. No, it won't be that's on this Alpha. Friday. That's this, al that's this uh, Friday. No, it won't be on Alpha. Stop tweeting me. VOD <laughs> will be available on youtube.com slash critical role, not on Alpha, on Sunday. More details at critroll.com, and you can donate at give.classy.org slash teamherder. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a lot of announcements, not on Alpha. Without further ado, <laughs> let us discuss episode 34 of Critical Role Campaign 2, Encroaching Waters. We're back. <laughs> I'm here with the same guests as before that graphic was on the screen. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> that's a good Kiri that's impression. Kiri, that's what she sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Um, guys, we have some Crit Roll stats for this episode. Oh, I'm ready. Who come to us from our friends at Crit Roll Stats. Jester has that's dealt, me. that's you, has dealt over 600 points of damage so far. In that's, the campaign. Is that, pretty, that's is that good, good for a cleric. That's pretty good for a cleric. Okay. Yeah. She also cast Cure Wounds 40 times. That's a lot! That's a lot. People say I don't heal! I mean, that's like once an episode, maybe. Once an episode. Matthew. Yeah, <laughs> that's once a damn episode. Look, girl, I'm Think just happy. How many times? I'm just happy you're healing. Yeah. You're like, an, great. you're like an AFK Zenyatta who just every <laughs> once in a while is like, pip, <laughs> and then back, you know? I, that's what I think. Um, <laughs> she has no idea what we're talking about because she doesn't play Overwatch. I'm so glad that somebody just picked I'm Mercy you and you're like, all oh, right, <laughs> yeah. DPS Zenyatta. Yep. You're Mercy who just uses her taser gun the whole time. <laughs> um, hey, but here's some other stuff to make you feel better. And you've used, in addition to uh, Cure Wounds 40 times, Blessing of the Trickster. How many times do you think you've used Blessing of the Trickster? 18 times. Close, 26 times. Whoa, that many! That's pretty cool. Damn. What does that one do again? That's one that yep, gives them an advantage on stealth checks. Great. Not me, I can't use it on myself, only on other people. Correct. Yes. Ah, that's cool. Um, and Matt announced his 40th natural 20 of the campaign on this episode. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. so happy. I mean, <laughs> congratulations. You're welcome. It was oh, a great that's announcement. Okay. 
You got someone in the party now that can just tell me to fuck off when that happens occasionally, I so that's know, good. Right? Moments. That's pretty great. Grave players. No joke, man. How many of these 40 referenced were the Golden Snitch? <gasps> I mean, you, you probably don't know a certain number, but I does that one roll 20 a lot since it's become in your possession? Honest, uh, honestly, I I think the snitch, as much as I like to build the mystique, I think it has to be in Talson's hands to be magical mm, because really? it's, it it's rolls whatever. about as much as everything else. Like, I can think of a lot of things that have to be in Talison's hands to become magical. Well, you and me both. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, Marisha got me a new set of dice at Gen Con, so I've been using that one more often, which has been oh, nice. Really? It's made of lapis lazuli. It's really oh, pretty, beautiful. like, stone one. It was like a really... Like she, she dropped that as a, as a present and a gift for like post Gen Con. So I've been using that one, um, and it's about the same. So the snitch apparently isn't just a magical snitch. It's it's a, it's a yeah, it's a conflux of two magical entities together that creates well, isn't it the majesty. Like if, if you if you're not a paladin wielding the Holy Avenger, it's just a sword. Yeah, it's oh yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, you have you have to be this yeah, interesting. Right to roll that many 20s. Exactly. <laughs> You're, you have to be the most interesting man in the world. It's true. <laughs> to use well, the golden stick properly. <laughs> what just happened? I, you, know, you know what happened? We just we just turned into a Weird Al in the, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies video. We did. can't find the camera. Yep, he's like, where is it? That was a deep cut where is it? reference. I Hope appreciate it, though. Anyway. All right. I love you, HF. It's such a good movie. I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. City. <laughs> what better way to say, I love you? Sorry, anyway. <laughs> It's no. a great movie. You it, watch it. It, it, it deserves a lot more uh, bird appreciation. Bird so cute is. between the two of you. I know. Look at my the goodness, cutie. guys, we have questions. What okay, are you doing? Yeah, we should talk. Stop about dicking around and answer my questions. <laughs> Vishante Kafas is the first question. Who did the best job? This is for both of you. Uh, who did the best job playing someone else last week? Max playing a long-haired Emmy Award-winning Sam, or Marisha Bo playing Tracy? <sighs> Uh, I mean, Max, you were great. You were fantastic. Your Sam voice was so good. Like on point, so it's hard for me to pick. Um, but you're married Max to one of Max was fantastic as Sam Regal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I honestly didn't know who was Sam and who was Max I'm, at the time. I'm kind of at the point now where if Sam doesn't get here like in, within five minutes of starting, mm -hmm. he's just out. He's been much like, better this campaign. I know, I know. He really I'm has. Sorry, man. Ten minutes I'm early. Yeah. I'm trying. That's because I'm not going to give away the location of our studio, but it's at Sam's house now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was part of our thing. So the fact that he shows up eight minutes early now instead of right. five, not that great of an achievement. <laughs> But yes, Marisha's Tracy was fantastic. It was really good. Yeah. I, like her laugh, I was like, I'm so creeped out right I now. Know. <laughs> we talked about it when we got home after the episode. I was like, where did that come from? And she was like, and I'm sure she'll talk about it next time she's on here, but she was like, yeah, I mean, Bo is channeling all the women that she couldn't stand growing Ooh. up back home. and. And I was like, yeah, no, that, that makes sense, you know, based on her history and, and, and the general personality. So she grew up with the She's cast like, of The Hills? Uh, apparently. <laughs> apparently, uh, yeah, apparently, Camorda is kind of like the OC is of the Dwendalian. <laughs> oh, dang. snobby people, No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, her, her family was a little close to nobility, but I mean, at least in the. Anyway, yeah, um, that's fantastic. Let's reveal, let's reveal yeah. Marisha's backstory while she's I'm not going to reveal anything. I'm, let's I'm, do it. I'm making sure not to. I can pull it up here. Um, I can pull it up here on the writers know database. That I had access to your profile. That I had access to your account that one time. No. So yeah, when we did the one the shot, one shot the I iPad. went to log into my 
thing and it was logged into your account for some reason. Oh! And I had all of like your character sheets for the NPCs. It's because I was Well, to be fair, all the character sheets that I had built on there were from one shots I did for other events. They weren't actual NPCs in the campaign. No, there were some that I saw that I knew. Damn it. <laughs> well, girl, my shit's guarded. There's only uh, one thing to do about that. We need one of those men in black devices to wipe yeah. the brain. <laughs> yep. Uh, Laura. Yes. Caroline the Geek has a question for you that sounds a little bit like this. What, <laughs> <laughs> since the way I'm talking tonight, uh, what did it feel like to get to introduce everyone to the Ruby? How much input did you have in her design and concept? Ooh, it, it, like in Ruby's design, I pretty much. I mean, I I probably wrote more about the ruby in my backstory than I did about myself, didn't I? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I was like, oh my gosh, and then this happened, and this happened. Um, yeah, so I had a, like this whole vision of the ruby in my head, and it was so awesome to then hand that over to you and see what else, because you just fleshed it out so completely. Well, it was. Well, here's the thing: you built a character who is so their world was centered around. A living parent, and that's such a rare right. thing in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, right. And I'm like, let me dig in and make this right. this, this this one rare moment important to me. And but, my yeah. whole backstory was written from Jester's perspective, you know. Yeah. So everything I said about the Ruby was how Jester felt about her. Mm. Yeah, and like, and and you know, there, there's that DM mind that's always like, how can I subvert this? How can I turn it on the player? But like, I didn't see that in the character. The yeah. way you'd written the Ruby, and the way that that you presented Jester's personality and everything, and, and the way that I I kind of wanted to play that character. I was like, no, this, this, you've already set me up with this great ideal of a, of a, of a motherly character and I hope I did it justice, so. I was so afraid that you were gonna turn her like mean or something and like say that Jester was like imagining her a certain way and then she wasn't. <laughs> and so when we showed up and she was so nice, I was like, oh, she's the most <laughs> wonderful mother. It was so great. That would have been interesting. That would have been hackneyed, <laughs> in my <laughs> opinion. Like, like, there's only so much you can be like, oh, cool, you had a happy backstory, fuck you! Fuck only yourself. so many times a DM can do that before, Go it's just not yourself. fun. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I mean, to myself. <laughs> uh, a happy backstory is almost a oxymoron nowadays. Yeah. When and it's not entirely <laughs> happy, you know? Like, yeah. the, the, there's a lot of aspects of her upbringing, and you know the difficulties of the Ruby having to raise Jester. Right, yeah, and, and there's some both, stuff. But. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of reasons for things um, that haven't like, come to light yet. So, like, it's 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 been for me at least. I mean, this is your question, so I don't even know why I'm still talking. It's supposed to be on you, but it was fun for me. It was yeah. fun for me as well, and it was fun to see Matt hold his robe shut and put on makeup. I didn't realize yeah. I was holding my robe oh, shut until after. It was so cute. He kept like pulling his vest closed. Yes. It was the best. He had his vest shut the whole time, and he was just like holding it here, like modest. I, it was just adorable. You do that for a lot of characters. You, if you're wearing the vest, like We're, the vest will change depending yeah, oh, on the yeah. NPC. It's, it's awesome. the same way as like in a recording booth. You'll you'll change your posture yeah, as you're doing a character, but this time like it's on camera and we can like totally watch it. And the internet can post a bunch of screenshots of you doing it afterward. I'm like, oh, I wasn't even. It was the best. Yay. <laughs> is it how fun is it to collaborate on that stuff together? Because you get you it's know awesome. it's a secret from. It's awesome to have an idea in your head and then and then see it come to light. How how you see it in your head, I love it. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, to Let's, be surprised by it. 
That's part of what I love about, about uh, D&D, where you let the players create backstory and, and let them create elements of the world before the campaign starts. Because not only is that a good anchor to bring them into the story, but they're essentially trusting you with something they created to fill the other half. And that, that's where the real collaboration and the world building comes together. And uh, yeah, like it's because of your story, just your story, that Nicodranas exists. It's because of like, <laughs> all, these, all, you know, all these things from each character's backstory um, inspired me when they sent it to me to go ahead and build parts of the world where that would happen, and so inspired a lot of the stuff that was built around it. So, wow. so like, and like people are like, oh, how'd you build this whole world? And like, I built a lot of it, but there are a number of points of it that were inspired by what you guys gave me. And yeah, that's fun. That's awesome, uh, Matt. German not. German not. Interesting. Seminian not. Yeah. Oh, that's the, okay. Okay, yes. How did you feel when Marisha's offhand joke about the gentleman resulted in Marion revealing the possibility of him being her dad? Did you expect this to come out differently? Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> you want to know? Well, I mean, nothing's confirmed yet. But it's, I know. It's fun to tease. Uh. Um, and I was hoping for the for, for that that tease and that those those threads to drop at some point because it, it was fun to watch your guys' reaction. <laughs> but I didn't. But I had planned for that to maybe come down the line after you had interacted with the ruby or the gentleman more, mm. or something had come up where you had been like, "Was there, you know, why is there a connection here at all?" Um, I wasn't expecting to come out in the very first conversation you had reuniting with your mother. Ridiculous. Um, and it would have been fine if you mentioned him, mm -hmm. but he started going into like details about details him. about him, how he looked, and from 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 the ruby's perspective, from Marion's perspective. Uh, a, a woman who had essentially been, for lack of a better term, you know, left at the altar. Yeah. In a way. Um, she got all ready for him. Yeah. She I was going to give up her life and like the way it was and go live with him. Yeah, like kill Bill. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then ruminating on that for years and eventually letting it go. That to have those seeds of of possibility kind of click back up and, and trigger those memories is very much like a wait what. Yeah, and as soon as they're happening, I was just like, when you're in that moment, you're just like, oh, well, here we go. This is exactly how she would react. This is exactly what you were saying would trigger this reaction, and um, what what I thought might have been a long-term thread came a lot sooner. And once again, it's, it's the unique elements of, of improv and D and D, you know. And of course, the day that the gentleman was introduced to the, I wasn't here, so I couldn't be yeah. like, how many rings does he have on his fingers, you know? Yeah, because that's all I knew pretty much about my dad is that. He was funny. He wore a lot of rings, and I knew his name, Babylon de Saul. Did you know he was blue? No. Ooh, really? I suppose I did, but in my backstory, I didn't clarify that. You did not. <laughs> so I pictured him as like human-looking. So when all that stuff was coming down, I was like, "Whoa, he's blue! He's blue!" The way so. I saw it was when Mary would tell stories, she would very much fancifully embellish. Her memory, and it would always be more the ideal than the physicality. If that right. makes sense. Yeah. Mm. You know, it was his sense of humor. It was his words. It was the uh, the connection. It was it was the conversation. And so, whenever he would come up in conversation, and she didn't want to bring it up too much because it would be like, "Oh, That's this sad. is your father. You'll never yeah. meet, and who left me behind?" You know, that that, that that's not a a great topic to continuously bring up. So I figure when it did come up for her, it was a very kind of idealized memory, and those facets never really. Found their way into the conversation, right? And so, in many ways, that may have been a, yeah. a you know, kind of a, oh, oh, we never talked about that. Oh shit! Oh. So it was fun. It's amazing the 
level of care that you put into those decisions. It's so cool. You oh. really have a lot of threads going at one. I mean, obviously you do in the story of the campaign, but even with every little detail like that, it's so interesting. How the world do you keep notes? Uh, I must know. You've never given me your secret for how you keep the data oh, of all, all of this stuff brain. and all of the different, you know, subfolders you must have with the. I'm gonna sh hold. I'm gonna shut him down for a second yeah, and find touch. out. No shit. Hold on. I think I can. Oh boy. Freeze all motor functions. I don't want to mess functions. up his hair, or else uh, I would totally do it. <laughs> perfect it's fine. Android hair. I can't. I don't think you can mess it up. Uh, it just snaps back into place. <laughs> It's all, all magnets, data. really. It's, it's dwarven forged <laughs> magnets. <laughs> um, I mean, part part of it's prep yeah. and just kind of as as actors, part of our, our process is to understand the underlying reasons and and beats of 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 passion for a character that we're you know embodying. And for NPCs, I do that on. Uh, a quick scale, depending on a lot of them, because you know you can't fully immerse myself and have to build hundreds. Um, but Marion's an important character, mm -hmm. and we're you know we're used to to. And to she's hot. She's yeah. she's she's a she's a hell of a milf as far as a lot of people in Nicodronus are concerned. <laughs> have you seen the cosplay? I've, I've, seen, I've a seen, few. seen a few partial awesome cosplays. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool. Oh, one fully, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Oh man. I know. Yeah. I know. Marion's really awesome. Great. Um, did you see our fan art of the week winner last week, or because you weren't here? No, I was not feeling very good. Yeah, so I we'll didn't. send it to you. I was probably sleeping. <laughs> I think it's on my Twitter. If you unblock me, just check it out, and then I'm you can reblock me. Stop okay. trying. Talks Machina Twitter. So okay, I'll check that out. There you go. The fuck, man. <laughs> Matt, um, please answer this question. Danny Spud two asks: Did the cast know that the turtle was the community created NPC? Were you pleased at the response he got from the players? As far as I know, I most of them didn't know. Yeah. Like, you didn't know, right? Nope. Had no idea when you were describing him that he was, no. Yeah, no it wasn't, wasn't until the end of the episode that I got to tell everybody, like, by the way, this was kind of a communal effort with our, our, our yeah. community. Um, and I was very happy with, with the reaction, because it was Dude. such an interesting character. It was so fun design. It was just, yeah, we were all like, what? Blown away by that design. It was funny because I, uh, in, in the way I'd kind of been thinking about, about Wildmount, um, Tortles. You give like these really brilliant, intelligent responses, and then I just realized my response was we were like, what? <laughs> but and then that's Matt what, starts talking all brilliantly again. Whatever. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm vacillating through words here, trying to sound intelligent. Look, you're just honest if and you, awesome. If you cancel on us, if you cancel on us, we put you up against Matt. <laughs> That's the tox mocking rule. If you cancel, you gotta be on with Matt the next week what and be like, oh yeah, I don't know, I rolled a six, uh, what the heck? And then, you know, Matt's like, Matt's like quoting, you know, uh, those giant. The word yeah. of to show how like unintelligent he is. Right, 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Matt, please continue. Uh, those turtles are fun. <laughs> I like turtles. I like turtles. I like turtles. Um, when, when you first saw what the results were of you know what he was supposed to be, did you panic or were you like, okay, this will be a fun challenge? Uh, I didn't panic. It was just a lot of details yeah. in one NPC, and I was like, well, I can't just throw all these on the sleeve. It becomes so much fun. So, like there are aspects of the per of the, the design that we did that still haven't really come to, to mm -hmm. bear. Uh, they might not, depending on what they do. But like I thought it was it was fun to at least get that across because it's a very different character they've encountered. And, and long ago, when I was designing Wild Mountain General, um, the turtles. 
as, as a race, when once they were available in D&D, I put them out and everything, I was like, they would be a great species of, 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 of individual that, that existed more along the coast, because they are you know, inherently more of an ocean-faring uh, race. So I was hoping whenever they got to the Menagerie Coast to encounter a few, and so when that design happened, and the choices you guys decided to go with the Menagerie Coast for your next bit, I was like, well, that's going to make for a really nice little uh, little union there. Wow. So it was great. That was kind of Pumati, what you just did there, Matt. You just talked kind of like Pumat. Sorry, it just kind of leaks yeah, in there occasionally. In. And there's a lot of them it's in his problem. head swirling around. Yeah. Give me two years. There won't be much Mercer left. It's just going to be <laughs> yeah. this progressive tapestry of various NPCs until they put me away. Yeah. Aww. I can't wait. We'll miss you. We're getting the jacket made already. It's software I go, though. <laughs> software I go? It's software I go, and there's blocks. Um, didn't Marisha play a tortle in one of the Force Greys or yeah, one of the one shot? Yeah, yeah okay, the Annihilation right. finale. We, did, right. we did live in New York. Yeah, she played a tortle bard. Yeah. Yeah. We had like six husbands. Yes. It was, it was wow. uh, what was it? It was, was it? Terrapin the Clarapin or something like that oh, was wow. her character. Like it was that's just, cute. His, yeah, and that she, she played funny. it like. Uh, uh, oh, what was it? Her her voice was basically Catherine Hepburn. Oh, wow. was this sort of oh. turtle older woman? It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it was great. That's was awesome. It like burp, Kiri. <laughs> you're like mom you're going mode. straight into mom mode. So, yeah, like, you're having you, you have to be holding something at all times, and that's great. That's what You've also got you. Jester oh. here. Do you want to hold the Ford bust? No. Oh, okay. no, I don't. It is so uh, heavy. That's true, but she, but the baby's heavy too. It is, it is made of uranium. I think the Ford Bust is heavier than Ronan. Probably. Ah! That, no. that I'm pretty sure that Ford Bust is made out of vibranium. <laughs> um, Laura. Vibranium's light. Wait, vibranium's light. Shit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Fake nerd. Uh, no, I just. Dying star. Was, uh. No, help. <laughs> Peter Dinklage's accent was so bad in that movie that I can't remember what vibranium does, guys. Queso Ooh. Commander, he won an Emmy last night, he though. He did, he did. He'll never win anything for that performance in Infinity War. <laughs> Laura, the Ruby of the Sea yeah. seemed pleasantly surprised that Jester had learned healing from the Traveler. Yeah. How did she treat Jester's relationship with the Traveler while growing up? Did she ever meet him? No, she never met him. Most, I don't think anybody else has ever met him. Interesting. Um, but, you know, um, it, sure, she viewed it. I don't know. She, it's it, it's you now, but you know she acted like she believed me. Yeah. But I'm assuming she probably just thought it was a weird imaginary friend. Hmm. That's kind of how I interpret it too. Yeah. Like you know, she's a supportive mother, and her daughter's excited. And since she has to spend a lot of time alone, it's like, well, this is a healthy way for her to have fun and uh, and have have some way to 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 express herself when she can't be there. Then. But also got her into a lot of trouble. Yeah, and some of it was oh, some of it was oh, that's a problem. Some of it, I'm sure, Marion appreciated too. It's like that was actually pretty well done. But I, but yours, I still have to be punished. You know, that's how I saw it. What did she say again when you first brought up the traveler giving you the healing powers? What did she? What did the ruby say again? She was like sort of surprised, right? Like oh, uh. I, well yeah, because because it was an imaginary friend essentially. Uh, it's like finding out Drop Dead Fred is really I there. I was trying yeah. to think of that movie and then, reference and then gave, the whole time. And then gave you like Jesus miracles, and yeah, you're like, right? what? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Drop Dead Fred um, was our base, like was our, kind our basis of, for, yeah, for when, when we were talking about character. Yeah. Really? Yeah, pre, pre-campaign. Like, yeah. I've been, I was trying this, while you were answering, I was trying to think of the name, and the only one that came to my head was Freddy Got Fingered, which <laughs> yeah, is that not the same thing. Tom Green movie. movie. <laughs> not, barely a movie. You can't not so even much call a, that a movie. Yeah, not so much a movie. An like, experience. Man, as, as a person that had like a mild appreciation for Tom Green in high school, that movie was so disappointing. We all did. Ever since he put that poop on the microphone oh. and said, what do you think of Pete Sampras? Oh. Guys, let's give away some free shit yeah, real fast. Yeah, let's do that, please. Sure. please. Uh, <laughs> our first giveaway is for your gift making skills. It's time for Gift of the Week. Wow, that's a, that's a deep Don't You're bring welcome. it up again. Don't ever Sorry. bring it up on. again. But what Sorry. was the other movie where the kid had the guy under the bed? And was it with Fred? Little Monsters. Little Monsters. Little Monsters. Yeah, the Fred Savage. Yes, I Little Monsters. Yeah. I Howie love Mandel. that movie. Yep. Oh, yeah, Howie yeah. Mandel. I, I, I love Tuna Fish until that movie. Really? Yeah, because then he makes cat food sandwiches instead. Oh, that's right. There's a whole scene. Mm. Anyway, continue. Continue. So, Give okay. for the week. Hey, your prize tonight is a gallon of tuna fish. <laughs> Our winner for episode 34 was sent in by Tamara Wilkinson, a.k.a. at gloriously underscore geek. Let's take a look. <laughs> it's just such good reactions. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> yeah, that was great. Man. Yeah. Memorable. Who the fuck is Tracy? Who the fuck is Tracy? Congrats to you, Tamara. You have won this. Dun, 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 dun. Not the best, <laughs> not the best job of unfolding that shirt, Brian. Not the best wow, detective wow. agency. Softest shirts in the land. This one has been blessed by Heart Music, Laura Bailey, oh. and the Dungeon Master himself. Flesh on it. <laughs> oh wow! Now it's worth at yeah. least ten grand in pesos. We Here we go. DNA included. Guys, don't forget. <laughs> if you want to have a chance at winning gift of the week, all you have to do is. Submit. submit to submit at talkspocket.com. <laughs> Moving on, Matt. Yes. Huh. Danik underscore Hay asks, how cool is it to bring Orly to life? From what detail? Well, we already kind of asked that. Well, uh, I'll, I'll follow up on that. Yeah, yeah, follow and, up and on just that say, if you have any more info. Because uh, the community designed a bunch of elements of it, and then for the personality, we were in the chat specifically for it. I was looking at things behind it. I was like, what kind of voice would it have? And someone said Cajun, and I was like, that's something I haven't done in a long time and should probably practice. <laughs> and then someone said stutter. And I grew up a stutterer. Oh, and my right. father was a stutterer. And so I, to me it was like, I would love to bring that into it in a way that isn't comical necessarily and isn't a trait that is, you know, a focus of a thing, but more like, you know, just a part of how they talk and and a unique facet of their personality. So uh which is how like the the M the M's especially got stuck because that was one of the things that I got caught on a bunch as a kid. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was it was it was really kind of fun to take something that the community had helped forge and and hopefully do it justice. So. Wow, absolutely. Um, Laura, mm-hmm. hey, Evie Sart asks, how did Jester feel when she had to disguise herself in her hometown? Oh, hmm. I I think she didn't care. Has she done it before? In her hometown? Yeah. 
Um, I imagine she went out when she was a kid every once in a while. To go clubbing. She didn't need to disguise herself, though. No, I don't think she ever, like, snuck out. No. Um, It was like, okay, you're allowed to go to this store for this one errand. Go get this and come back sort of thing. Um, You know, because she just didn't spend a lot of time outside. But she never had a need to disguise herself. Yeah. Interesting. It wasn't. She wasn't connected to the ruby when she was out. Yeah. In public. You yeah, know? that makes sense. As long as she didn't cause any problems and say, "I'm with the ruby," you know, which we totally would do if <laughs> she's like running out in like the street. Like she does. Yeah. What's that, Danny? Like she did in the Wayfarers Cove. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. First person you went and talked to in the Wayfarers Cove. I'm the daughter of the ruby of the sea. <laughs> yep. Oh shit! Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's out there now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt, another great Orly question. Raven six two. Had you planned for Orly to appear in the Wayfarers Cove when you started working out the details of his character, or did you improvise when the players went there and decided it would be a good introduction? I. I mean, initially, when the character was created, my first instinct wasn't, oh, yeah, put it right there, you know? Um, but when I began to develop and flesh out elements of Nicodranas in preparation for your guys' arrival, I thought about Orly and kind of the story I was writing for that NPC and where he comes from, what his skills are, and I thought, he would probably be hanging in the Wayfarer's Cove. He's between mm. jobs, and that's one of the, the more popular, you know, wharf taverns for drinking when you're not in the process of working at the docks there. Um, and since it already was a tie-in to the storyline that you guys were pursuing, it would be a likely path you guys would cross. So I was like, that, that's better than me throwing him somewhere in an alley that you guys might never come across, or making right. me feel like a forced, you walk down the street and see a turtle. <laughs> He's really cool, by the Whoa. way, you help make this. Wah, wah, wah. You know, like, I didn't, didn't want to make it feel like I was yeah. like pr- prying it into the story. That's true, we could have totally chosen just not to talk to him. Yeah. I mean, I figured it'd be hard because he's an interesting yeah. character the way you guys made him. So, yeah, um, I, I felt pretty confident you're going to talk to the turtle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 for me, it made sense. Doesn't every facet of what came together for that turtle completely mirror the fucked up minds of our amazing fans? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it was I great. Loved, when I read time. the thing, I'm like, "Yep, this checks out with the critters. This makes 100% sense." Yeah, it made me so happy. And even, and even still, like as much as they defined, there was still a lot of room to create. Yeah, because they they just made him bard. Right. And so I was. So you chose the bagpipe. Yeah, thing? I was trying to think. I was trying to think what would be a fun like instrument or a performance type. And I was like, it's a total probably wouldn't be an orator necessarily, especially with a stutter, um, perhaps, or he could actually you know and like speak fluently when right. he was pretending. Like in uh, Shakespeare and Love. Yeah, and 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 a lot of people who who'd gone through speech impediments it was during different types of performance, whether it be singing or theater. Mm-hmm. Like that was a way that they could bypass their stutter for a period of time. Yeah. Um, so I thought about that, but I love the idea of a total with like. Essentially installed bagpipes in the shell. It's brilliant. And wow. I, I, I kind of yeah, that was it. genius. Yeah. I loved it. It's something. I don't know, genius. I think it's, it's genius. When I heard that voice, I was like, "This is amazing." I hope they just I bring this dude along I, now. I saw a lot of comments in the community, like, "Oh my god, he sounds like Gambit." I'm like, "Oh no, he doesn't." Gambit when he's like 65 and drinking way too much yeah. bourbon. Like, to I know, be fair. Yeah. A lot of people don't have a, another Cajun. Yeah, that's their like, only Cajun reference. Yeah, which I, which I understand that. Yeah. I understand that, but like, uh, yeah, you know, to me, ga- Gambit is a much smoother type of, you know, kind of like sort of down Cajun French sort of way of speaking. Uh, you know, Gambit, yeah. I had the biggest crush on Gambit. We all did. Everyone yeah. did. I had a crush on Gambit. Still have a crush on Gambit. Yeah. Absolutely. Very yeah. deep one. Thank yeah. you. Wow. 
Hmm. Okay, Danny. <laughs> Your mom is sitting there. Let's not go into mom too many knows. details. Right. Mom knows how I feel about Gambit. I have a question for you. How often does Danny talk about John Constantine? <laughs> because Only every other phone call. Okay, every other phone call. Oh boy. I love this. What she's not telling you is there's 12 phone calls a day. <laughs> that's actually <scary> <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious. Uh, Laura. Yes. This question comes from uh, Hold on, I just fucking pressed the wrong thing. I all of a sudden am like just checking out my stocks. Uh, <laughs> Thirid is Vulpes. Um, I don't know. You, I feel like you're getting worse and worse at pronouncing names. Look. Go with it, stay I'm the busy. question. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard Caleb cast some judgment on her upbringing, but how does Jester feel about her home life? She thinks it's great. Her, her life was great. What a see when you give such long, eloquent answers like that, it makes Matt's look even more <laughs> articulate and incredible. She doesn't have this a lot, she doesn't have a very large point of reference to her. Everything she did was totally normal. That's what she did, you yeah. know? She didn't have a wide social circle growing mm -hmm. up, you know? It was her mom, basically. And basically, it was her mom and the traveler, and that was it. Like, I don't want to reveal too much because I'm sure these are some details that maybe come out will come out later as we play about her relationship with the traveler. But um, like that's that's all she knows about friendship, you know. So getting out into the world and and finding out, oh shit, well maybe this wasn't totally normal. Like those are things that are echoing in her head now, you know, and she's kind of coming to terms with it. But that doesn't change the feeling that she was happy when she was home, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, she never felt um, really like she was missing out on a ton. Yeah. She wasn't just exposed to a lot of other kids. She was content with what the experience she had. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. I think there's that childlike personality that she has is due, in fact, to her not being exposed and not yeah. really having to grow up ever. People her age her not spending time with them and understanding how they matured and progressed right. kept She's her always maybe just like been a kind of babied at home. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. Like a, a faint element of arrested development. Yeah, just based on that. yeah. Yeah, yeah Marion's a complicated figure. The more the more that I've like developed her in the story and the way that you'd written her originally, um, I, I like her a lot, and she, I mean. Jester wouldn't know the actual terminology per se, or think it different because of her experience. But like, Marion is essentially agoraphobic, kind of. Like, you know, yeah. she, right. you know, she, she, the um, uh, her place of work uh, is her home as well, and she doesn't really go out either. Mm. And Jester probably got out more growing up doing these errands for her mom yeah, because she wouldn't go out. Well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been just very much a closed, protected, you know, this is our space for you and me, mm -hmm. and here we're safe and we love each other and we have this together. Um, and was it was it probably the best way to raise a child? No, but no no parent is perfect, and Marion has her regrets as well, I'm sure. Um, but is also very proud to see the woman that Jester is becoming, mm. um, and in many ways excited that she's kind of uh, ascending past a number of of. Uh, you know, personal barriers that Marion herself has dealt with over the years. 
I'm kind of excited to see where all that goes. Oh, me yeah. too. Did you hear that? No parent is perfect. I will keep that in mind. Yes, when I turn my child toward the spotlight when I go to show him off on the camera. <laughs> Which I did at the beginning of this. But the people want to see him because he's so cute like, and he's getting so big my... and he's got the little Michelin man arms and I the know, legs he's now. So I love like, it. I want to just he's bite it. Baby fat. I know, it's yeah. so great. Halloween's it. coming up. Perfect time to put him in a sailor outfit and paint him white and make him the Stay Puft Marshmallow. Oh my God. Well, me and Travis oh, already thought idea. of a really fun idea. But I'm afraid Ronan's already like growing a little too much hair for it. Oh, really? Wait, was it Walter White? Powder? <laughs> Powder! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Random. That was a little deep cut. Sorry. That was great. <laughs> Powder. Oh, man. Was it Jeff Goldblum? I feel like in that's it? not the first time we've referenced powder on this show either. Yeah, it goes to show the quality no. of people we are, really. Yeah. We're big powder fans. Yeah. There will be a VHS of it behind my shoulder soon. Uh, let's give away some more free shit. Shall yeah, we? let's do it. Next, it's Fan Art of the Week. Woo! Yeah! Fan Art of the Week! This week's fan art winner, I was finishing my... That was nice. Um, for episode 34, was sent in by Pablo Agarcia. At P. Agarcia. Let's take a look. Speaking of. Yeah, look Whoa. at that. I did some real fast. I saw that one cool. over the weekend, and I was really hoping that he would submit. Submit? There it is. <laughs> You're putting the so messaging good. over the beautiful art. I wasn't asking for him to put that over there. Yes, you were. Guys, I love that piece. Thank you to everyone who oh, submitted, as always. Ever. Just waiting for the camera to go back on me. There we go. <laughs> Congrats to you, Pablo. You have won this cherry dice tower system Ooh. featuring the Daskapus. Daska what? It's called Daska. Daskapus. Daskapus? I like Daskapus is better. <laughs> she said, here's the thing. She sent it to me and told me the correct pronunciation. I put it in the script and then Max deleted it. <laughs> it's cartography by Devin Rue, we were talking about earlier. At these depths of the ocean, we have the proper, <laughs> we have the gift of looking upon the subterranean Madagascar Daskapus. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> that shit was hilarious. I, I knew Matt was gonna go somewhere fucking Jacques Cousteau with my stupid <laughs> pronunciation. So that has a dice tray, a tower, and a Whoa. vault in it. Yeah. The Kickstarter for that is ended, but now available on Backer Kit. Make sure to check out wormwoodgaming.com. Holy moly, this is beautiful. I know, I told I you. I haven't gotten to hold one of these in my hand since like these engraved ones have well, come Well, Rachel awesome. will need another one because this one's obviously going home it's in Ronan's wind. diaper bag. <laughs> we will not be able to find this at 8.30 tonight. Uh, remember, you can enter our weekly contest by emailing your gift or fan art to submit at talksmachina.com. Rules for our contests are available at critroll.com. Shout out to Rachel Romero, who destroys managing that website. She's yeah. completely yeah. kills it, gives you guys all the information you could ask for and more. All we ask is that you check it out because most of your questions can be answered on the website. We go to extra care going, what are the critters gonna ask? And we make sure that info is all on there, so make sure to always check it out. What's going on there? I'm just keep holding in these burps. And I don't, can't. Just don't hold them in. I feel like out. the people don't care. Uh, Matt. Yes. 
<laughs> Pizza schnitzel is back Pizza with the question. <laughs> that person's day just got made. Uh, when Caduceus fell unconscious, how worried were you about possibly killing Tal's second character? I mean, it was close. Spoilers, by the way, for anyone I know. not caught up on the show. What are you doing watching talks then? I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it was. It, it's always nerve-wracking as a DM when you take down a healer, but like, given the fact that Caduceus, you know, came out of of, the, of Molly's death, I was like, oh man. But I felt confident that they'd be all right because they had someone who might decide to heal. I will totally heal if there's nobody else available to do it. I will do it. <laughs> it just cure wounds 40 times. That's right. Yeah, well, it just made sense. Like, given the the, pow the power sets of what they were fighting, there were other targets, but they kept lining up so mm -hmm. perfectly in that hallway, mm -hmm. and uh, it just made sense. And, yeah. and you're yeah. like Mercy, if <laughs> you you have four, you have three bars of health left, and then you damage boost me. In two know. years, when you get a chance to sit down at a game console again, yeah. play some Overwatch, and you'll know what Matt and I are talking about. Yeah. I'm gonna play Spider-Man first. Yes. Let's play that first. Oh, yes. guys, if you don't, if you're one of three, the three people who haven't bought Spider-Man for PS4 yet, Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham, lots of people. Matt's we, in Matt's it. Matt's in it. Towson's in it. Lots of people that we feature on Tox Machina ended up in that game. Yeah, I just went and watched all the cinematics today over at Insomniac. You did? Yeah, and they were so good. Everybody Man, did such yeah, a great it job. It turned out fantastic. I got to do yeah. one mocap scene with Laura when yeah, she was super pregnant. Yeah, oh yeah, I was. It was like two weeks before you gave birth, That's I think. That's right. Yeah. And I was all like stealthing. Yeah. Like pregnant. It's belly like Mary stealthing. Jane with this giant pregnant tummy. Yeah. yeah. Now, did they great. put some sort of a uh, bladder in the suit for you to be able to? Because I hear, I hear that it's so hard to get in and it out of them to go awful. pee. Okay, yeah, because you're like totally velcroed into those things, right? Yeah. Like you can't get out. And when you're pregnant, you have to pee like every ten right. minutes. Yeah, it was awful. And you have like this computer system on you, so they had to like figure out a different way to put them on me because like I didn't know if like the heat from the system was going to affect the belly, so like everything oh, had to be hooked yeah. onto my thigh, and it was like it was totally weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know all the radiation from yeah. the. Computer. I know, like who knows. Those Who things knows? aren't tested. No, <laughs> that's why everyone's already it's not like so big. It's been around for 50 years, and we can examine its effect on the human yeah, body. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, when everyone hits eight foot, we'll be like, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. might have been the mocap. He's only four. Something's not right here. <laughs> um, Laura Fire and Ice asks: Jester has now seen two other people of faith that have a way different relationship with their deity. Right. Caduceus seems to be sign-based, while Yasha has visions and dreams. Has this impacted her faith at all, or is the Traveler still her best friend first? It's still her best friend. Everybody else has a loser deity that is not like hanging out with them. Like, what the hell? Okay, so that's how you view it. It's not that maybe there's any curiosity about what their deities are, and if maybe you chose the wrong no, path. The Traveler's told me all about how awesome he is compared to the other deities, yeah. and he's the best. Okay. He speaks very highly of himself. <laughs> he's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I'm literally making this stuff up right now and, I know. and hoping Matt's okay with it as I say it. Of course. I think it's fine. Well, no, it, well, it makes sense. And, and uh, given Jester's upbringing and her, and her relationship with, with the Traveler, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty unique to see other people that have like, I have a god too. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she, I, I leave offerings and do you get good weather. you play raw parchment shears with, with that deity? Because mine does that, and he's way better. <laughs> uh, totally. It's yeah. The best. I think uh, I think we can now say this issue has yes. been resolved. I, I I love it because the perspective of other characters is very much like, like yeah no I met Jesus, he's a really great guy. Oh here he comes and it's just like some rough looking dude who mm. you know hangs outside of the Arby's and you're like, yeah yeah, mm-hmm. okay yeah. maybe we should go uh, inside right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, Caleb looks like. Uh, remember those garbage pail kids? Mm-hmm. Caleb's like garbage pail Jesus. <laughs> this is also a multiple time we've referenced the garbage pail kids on this show. Really? Like, yes. Yeah. Wow. The they cards, were, not the movie, because that movie is I fucking awful. I never saw the movie. I never saw the my, movie my either. Keep it that way. My mom really? got so mad whenever we would come home with those garbage pail kid cards. She really? Was like you're not allowed to have these in the house because they were so fucked up. Oh, They're yeah. pretty messed up, but like the movie is is genuinely like not even enjoyable bad. It's like just oh, one of the not? worst movies ever. Oh, I like them when they're bad, but enjoyable. Me too. Bad. Like that. Yeah. That's a genre that yeah, I yeah, yeah. fully appreciate. Yeah. yeah. This is not one like of the Last movies. Jedi. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes. Acid. <laughs> uh, for both of you. So this has kind of come up before, but way, way, way early on in in talks mocking a history. Uh, before people were watching. <laughs> um, Music Critter One, for both of you, what are the best and worst parts of working so close to your spouse? Is it weird for you when they flirt with someone else in character, or is it just fun to see their characters <laughs> being brought to life? It's not weird. Yeah. I don't think it's weird. No, well, it's, and it's so not them. The it's, way that yeah. they're flirting is not the way that you know Matt would flirt, which I know extremely well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've heard about. <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're all actors, and we've probably all had to see, you know, our significant other have to do scenes with somebody else and, yeah. you know, audition and all sorts of stuff. So at this point, I mean, this is way more fun because you're getting to, like, watch watch them and well, <laughs> And you know inside, they, they're also, like, kind of uncomfortable with the fact, like on a very like subconscious layer level, uncomfortable with the fact that their significant other is going to watch them flirt with this other person yeah. in character. There's like layers of oh, weird yeah. social <laughs> awkwardness. And, and yeah, so we great. thrive in that. Yeah. Um, but, but also, like once again, we, we've been with our, our SOs and know what is honest flirting, mm-hmm. what, is, what is an honest connection, and when they're in character and they're doing it as a character, there is no congruency there, and we're not. There's no worry. If it, if it was like one of those things where you're like, okay, it's making me a little uncomfortable because this is a little true to them. This reminds me of when we first met them. That'd be a conversation, yeah. but yeah. And but it, also, like, it has to do with how comfortable you are with your friends at the table and yeah. know like what everybody's relationship is at the table. And we're also very affectionate people. I would say everyone in the cast yeah. is is yeah. comfortable being affectionate with each other and. Being close and and caring for each other, so you know there's a lot of affection on the show, and that just comes from a place of all of us being yeah. you know love yeah. love each other, and, 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 and that's not going to be the same for every table. No, um, oh. especially. Excuse me. Well done. Thank you. That was fun. Uh, At least you turned your head away. <laughs> well, I ate. What's that? Chris turned in his two weeks. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> But but it also it, you know it's it's a comfort level too. Yeah. You know, even in our first campaign, no one was interested in pursuing any sort of 
in-game romance at all until two and a half, three years into our game. I didn't even, we didn't even think that was an option. Like, yeah. it was so not even. Yeah. And then when it happened, you can go back and look at the first campaign, the rest of the group's like, Man! I mean, but, we lost our shit. I know, but that also spearheaded kind of the, is this, a, is this an okay thing to, Explore if it feels right in the story, and then out of that we got the fantastic, you know, Vex and Percy relationship. Mm -hmm. We got to see the like, best. you know, all, all these wonderful intricacies, intricacies from there of Keyleth and and and, and Vax from that point forward. Secondary. To that. <laughs> oh come on, lady. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's. I'm not biased. Don't fuck up my Tumblr time later tonight. <laughs> I don't want to read a bunch of how dare she. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's. It's it's a comfort that, that that if it's something you want to explore in the story, you 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 know have to be friends that trust and respect yeah. each other and know those boundaries of where to play it and where to stop, you know. So, right. Yeah. You know, there was no point in the story where like you know Percy and Vex, you know, began to get romantic and then we're like, all right, let's roll up some Constitution yeah, saving throws. That I wouldn't want to That's describe yeah. that stuff. Weird. <sighs> yeah, but 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 like you know, it's as long as you can keep that, that respectful narrative going and it's a fun place to explore and all of us are like invested in it and you trust each other, it's a lot of fun to do. Right, and, and it's also fun to flirt flirt with your significant other. <laughs> yes. Oh man, oh man. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's been the it's blast really... watching you and Travis this campaign. Oh, it's so good. It's so great. Yeah. I have a feeling Ford is having none of it. I have no, a feeling. he's not into it, it's so good. I love it. It doesn't matter what type of character I played, I feel like if I showed up, Yasha would try to kill me immediately. <laughs> Two words yeah. out of my mouth. Who cares if they were like free gold? It would be she would just try I don't to kill think me. You're her type. <laughs> I'm not. I, no, nothing. No, not at all. Uh, Laura, Baffle Slop has a question for you. I love it. So Baffle great. Baffle Slop's a great That's name. That's a great name. It's also a great Cajun cuisine. Oh wow! It's there's a running theme here. See. Was your acquisition of Nugget <laughs> partly due to trinket withdrawal? Do you have tr trinket withdrawal? Yes, I have trinket withdrawal, okay. obviously. <laughs> okay. How can you not? But I mean, um, no, I think the acquisition of Nugget was part, partially because of stupidity, mm. and partially because I love animals, and if you put them in front of me in real life or in imaginary life, I will gravitate towards them. Yeah, yes. even if they're stuffed. Obviously, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matt. Yes. Something that came up a lot this week. This is a question from Danny. Hey. hey. I have a question. It's yeah, the most huh? important question. What was it like bringing back an NPC from the first campaign? Oh, it was great. It and was so much fun. Like, what was the thought was process behind answer. bringing in Captain Adela versus like a different it's NPC or something? The thought process there was. Um, as I was fleshing out Nicodranas and yeah, the districts and, and what folks kind of come in and out of there, uh, I was thinking of the Wayfarer's Cove and what kind of personalities would, would, would be in that vicinity. And I kept thinking of like, well, they probably have this type of personality, this character might come in there, probably like a, you know, a, a long-running kind of seafaring captain of, you know, a, a passenger and, and shipping, you know, ship out. And Wait, I have one of those. Yeah, I was, I was like, I could create a new one, but why, if there's a good one that already exists, that would be a fun wink nudge to you know, a wink nudge to the old campaign, and you know, 20 years later would still be kicking ass on the high seas. Yeah, so, she is. So for That's me, awesome. it was like I, I like Captain Adela. She only got a little bit of a little bit of screen time in the first campaign, and and it was a way that I could 
kind of once again tie together this campaign to the last one in a subtle way that didn't override the narrative, that didn't feel like it was you know shoehorned in. It was just it felt like a natural, you know, person you'd pass by that made sense. Yeah, she'd be there. Yeah, she'd be there. She's yeah. awesome. I love her so much. Me too. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh man, Laura, our final question of the Whoa. night goes to you. Please be a one-word answer. Okay. Cyberwolf1201, when coming up with this iteration of Jester, you modified some of her tiefling racial traits. Did you intend for these to be tied to Jester's father when making Jester? And if so, what preconceptions about him did you have before Thursday? Is this answerable? Is it? Can the people know? Sure, we can talk about it a little bit. <gasps> what do you think? Sure. Fuck yeah. Talk about it a little bit. I, so, okay. When I created Jester, uh-huh. um, in this iteration, right. I, w- before I decided on Jester, I had thought about making a water genasi character. <gasps> and, because um, I was like thinking of doing a water genasi warlock is what oh, I was originally, then, yeah. and the traps was like, should I be a warlock? So I was like, the warlocks are pretty cool. Okay, you should be a warlock. Oh, um, so I went back to Jester. But then I was like, uh, but maybe she's got some of that in there and she just doesn't know it or something. Um, so I was trying to like, we were trying to figure out how I would make that work with a tiefling. And so, yeah, we talked about. Yeah, we were, we were in, your, in your house working over the, the specifics of Jester and it was like, well, you know, is there a like, possible you know, crossover between the two bloodlines, and I was like, sure. It, 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 would, it would change and adjust things a little bit, and she was right. like, how would, that, how would that act? I'm like, well, uh, you know, skin tone makes sense based on where you're we're designing her, but also resistance-wise, I like to think that it wouldn't be one or the other, it would kind of go in a different direction based on that shift, and so that's Whoa. why she has cold resistance over yeah. fire resistance. So that was Matt's call on the cold resistance. And it was more of like, as opposed to choosing one or water genasi, it kind of just went off in its own weird kind of, it's kind of close and in between, but its own path from the unique mingling of features. Yeah. Um, Whoa. And, and the fact that when you do your uh, hellish rebuke, it's cold damage yeah. as opposed to fire damage, so it's all just kind of this, this unique merging of those two bloodlines causing this third kind of offshoot yeah. thread. And then that's it, it's just a little flavor. Yeah, so, but the thing is, is I thought in that iteration that her father um, was a water gin, gin, and, yeah. is that what it's called? Um, and so yeah, he had taken a gin. human. Yeah, you just yeah. fought one. Yes, yeah. that kind of thing. And that he had taken a human form mm. and had and because they can do that, and that's why I thought he was like human skin tone. I didn't even think about um, that it could be any other type of right, character right. that would be her father. Yeah. And when I like passed it off to Matt, so I was like totally blown away that it could be the gentleman. I was like, oh, I didn't even put that together. Oh my gosh, it Whoa. could be the gentleman. Um, yeah, so that's that's really really cool. Man. Thanks for giving that scoop. Yeah, in the in what a cool we were, character. Yeah, when we were designing the Jester is really cool. When we were designing, you. When we were designing like the character, and we were getting different like iterations of it, she uh, she had sent like different versions of Jester's like tail, like maybe having cool like watery. Um, like Whoa. fish yeah. thin things yeah. on the tail instead of a normal tiefling tail. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that would be a little more like 
specific, she could, so. She could have been a great Sequest character. Remember oh. Sequest? Sequest and Sequest yeah. DSV, I man. fucking loved Sequest. Yeah. Wait, was that the one, did, was Jonathan Brand? Jonathan yes. yes, you're goddamn right it was. I had such a crush on Jonathan uh, Brand. I know. Uh, Huge crush on Jonathan Really? Oh yeah. Wow. I, yeah, he did. I know. I know. It's. I, w I remember when it happened. Thanks, Chris. Hi, Thanks, Lockie. Chris. <laughs> what a fucking ass! <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lockie. I hope none of the fucking microphones picked that up. Oh my God. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight, folks. Oh my God. At Chris Lockie and ask him what the fuck just happened. Stick around for Talks Mocking After Dark, which is on Alpha. Oh. Critical Role episode 35 airs this week. Mm -hmm. I would like to thank Laura and Matt for joining me tonight. Hey. And Baby Ronan, special guest That's star. Right. Unfortunately, yep. the show does not give out any residuals until <laughs> next week. Don't forget to love each other and don't worry, it's almost Thursday. Stay tuned, my friends. Woo. We're back on After Dark. Same guests, same show, more, <laughs> more badness. <laughs> more badness. Yeah, uh, on this part of the show, we take questions from the Alpha Chat. Yeah! Those are curated for us by Courtney, Danny. Yeah! Courtney and two Danny! People, two people we love dearly. Very much so. Our I first question, Malgriff for Laura. <gasps> What did you think of Marisha's impersonation of Vex during Honey Heist 2? Marisha's great. She's great. great. Yeah. She had the... <laughs> she did a great job. This down. <laughs> she had the... Uh, yeah. Great jorb. This down. Great jorb. Yeah. Me and Vex. <laughs> did you see the first Honey Heist? Yes. Did you see the second? Yes. Which one did you like I didn't better? See either of them. <gasps> really? You didn't? They're hilarious. I know. It's no. worth it. Do I'm pulling a Sam Regal. Well, yeah, you are. Uh, Straight up. You are doing Sam Regal. <laughs> I haven't seen them. Did you know we launched our own channel? <laughs> Wait. What? Uh, we'll talk after this. I'll fill did you, you in like on some Did you like my answer, stuff. though, that she did a really good job? I loved that. Thank you. It was good. short. Solid. There wasn't it any was need for a follow-up. It yes. was perfect. It was good. She did a great job. Um, she really did, actually. No, I believe You'd you. You'd be proud of her. I am. Well, let's see. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> should, oh. I should have really honestly answered that. I should have kept acting. No, yeah, uh, that's fine. I no. am going to watch them, though. You should. They're really fun. Everyone, I know. I, I here, have everyone, a, They have a shirt. Yeah, there is a shirt. They're, it's amazing. So, it's the softest I mean, it's a shirt good there is. If you're planning to run your own game soon, we're gonna do that one shot no, soon. No, I know. Believe me, I know. That's why I'm like, oh, I gotta it's study because I know, like, Marisha did such a good job, like, she with it. She did a great job. Travis did a great job. Sam, like, all you guys have it in you, and I'm excited you've for you to run the game soon. Terrified. You've got to do it. Terrified. Here's the thing, everyone. At Laura Bailey Vo, she may not know where to access the Honey Heist, so go ahead and send oh. her those YouTube links <laughs> to her Twitter. Don't do it, people. Don't. And she gets a lot of tweets, guys. Don't. So if you have to tweet it more than once, <laughs> at Laura Bailey VO, that's okay. Thanks, Brian. Uh, you're welcome. Right. Matt, <laughs> Dark Knights 01 wants to know, were you excited when Ford used his sixth level ability to summon a specter? I was. I've been waiting for that one. That's that's one of the creepiest abilities that a Hexblade gets. I remember when, when, when Xanathar's dropped and I read that, I was like, that's intense. 
Um, so I'm, I was excited at the prospect. And once he hit six level, I was like, when is this going to come up? When's he going to use this ability? And, and you know, I love tailoring thematically elements of his abilities to his patron and to his history. And so when he finally, when he finally used that ability, I was like, oh, oh, Travis, this is for you, buddy. Mm. Yeah, so it was fun. It was fun. Barnacles. That's amazing. Yeah, messed yeah. up like like drowned spirit yeah, figure. That was so creepy. much fun. Heck yeah. Yeah. Laura. Yeah. This is a really cool question because of your thriftiness. <laughs> Mirth manager wants Did you know to know. Today's the first day that I I put on normal jeans since I had a baby. Congratulations. Oh, you yeah, because congratulations. A lot Hashtag. of people. Hashtag normal jeans. Hashtag normal yeah, jeans. Hashtag A button. lot of people don't know this because uh, her, you know, the table is is only waist high. But I'm naked usually. Laura from the has waist been down. wearing exclusively leather pants <laughs> since she got back yeah. from the. No, but it's it's a regret at this point. Like I've been in them all day, and at this point, you know, you'd be home on the couch with your pants unbuttoned. You know what I mean? Laura, I mean, I don't. Laura, if I've proven anything on our shows, is that. Pajama pants are always welcome. I, I, I should be in them right Matt now. Matt was in pajama pants the last time he was here. I know, yeah, true. like I know you yeah, were. like you showed up to our like meeting here. Yeah, with pajama. That was the pants. same day. You work hard for so it. much of your life to get to a certain point where you can say, "Fuck all, y'all." I'm wearing, I'm wearing pajama, pajama pants. Yeah. I went to I Matt Marisha's last night to watch uh, Between the Sheets, available on Mondays at seven on Twitch. <laughs> uh, critical Role. Twitch.tv slash critical role. There you go. Wednesdays on Twitch or YouTube.com slash critical role. Shut up, Danny. Shut up, Danny. Just kidding. But I was walking out the door in jeans and I went, oh, Every time I go over there, Matt looks so comfortable. I'm gonna put on some fucking sweatpants before I, did I go over there. Same thing. Last time I went over there, I fucking yeah. put on pajama pants because I was going to write, and I was like, "Oh fuck that! They won't care." Because <laughs> when Matt when we Matt live. gets home, when Matt gets home, yeah. he walks oh, straight through. He will give a very brief but cordial "What's up," and immediately go yeah. put on the sweatpants. And then when he yeah. comes out, I've he never wants been to, to your chill. House and you have not had pajama pants on. Yeah, yeah. true. I don't think there's a reason either. for that. Because yeah. I've earned the right to not have to wear regular pants if hey, I don't man, need to. Anytime you come over, I'm in sweats at my place. Yeah, exactly. I tell people before you they come over, hard. I'm going to look like shit. Yeah. So yeah. do not worry about trying to make yourself. I up hate to how come I over. look generally. So if I have the opportunity, no, you don't. Just, this is this isn't me like fishing for compliments. So when I have the opportunity we to just embrace that to and be saying. comfortable. I am happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now you like, and now we're deviating from the questions here a little bit, but you like a flannel-based yeah. pajama pants. It's bottom. plaid. It's always plaid pajama pants. Plaid or flannel-based. It's because the the two pairs that I have. You, have you only two. have two pairs. I, no, I have five hundred pairs of sweatpants. You wear pajamas. You only have two pairs of pajama pants. Technically three. Yeah. I'm gonna buy. That's all I'm gonna buy you. For that me. is okay. all you we're getting you now. Christmas Eve pajamas. Oh. Yeah, this three thing, dude. There's no way. I have my closet is like okay. I have to wear this shit on talks and look presentable, and then I have my everyday stuff, which is like a basically look, glorified like corner guy I'm, versus I'm bike messenger. Look, I, yeah. I I'm a man I'm who is so good at wardrobe. I, I'm trying, but like, look, I. I most of my life have have worn nothing but like video game T-shirts and yeah. jeans. Yeah. My entire existence. Yeah. I like I own 
a few jackets now. That's something. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm not a person that's used to presenting myself in like a like a you know an optimal social <laughs> standard. So no, uh, but, so but, I apologize. But all of that proves to say. We need to get you some more squishy yeah. pants. I, squishy. I agree. I would like more options. Yeah. What was your question for me? My question for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Laura, for the same. <laughs> Laura, here's a question for you from Mirth Manager. Yes. You have expressed a great fondness for flea markets and such. Yes. Ooh, she wraps up. Yes. What are your favorites in the LA area? Oh, well, okay. The, the the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl flea market flea is, market. is that's where always, we got that's where we got this yes mm. and it's I mean freaking huge so yeah it's always a good one and to if go you're lucky, to there's there's a really tan man in a leather kilt playing electric violin there's out always front. something interesting going on that yes amazing. Yeah, I always is. just veer when you walk in I just veer straight to the left mm -hmm. because I avoid all the new stuff go straight for the vintage okay Smart. um yeah so there's that one and then um, no the shake Melrose waste for you is what you're saying that's right okay. Melrose Trading Post, mm -hmm. big fan. Mm -hmm. A little overpriced, if you want my opinion, because yeah, of its location. Of its location. And yeah. then there's the uh, Topanga Vintage Market, mm. which is very small, but it's got some really good stuff. Wow, that's a better answer than you gave to any of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> that was a more thorough, thought out, researched yeah. answer. Um, uh, Laura, I'm gonna give you a follow-up <laughs> since I just made fun of you and I love you. Try a Elf Nine. What kinds of dice do you find you like best? Sparkly, looks like candy, clear, a certain color. I will add to that. Yeah. Now we had this discussion at our little D and D game there night. Do you prefer the heavy metal dice or the lighter plastic ear dice? What rolls better for you? It's a tough call. It depends mm -hmm. on my mood. I usually tend towards the plasticky ones more than the metal ones, but I have them at the table just in case. Yeah. I also have my setup of the the precious stone ones. Right. You know, because I have the um, what are the uh, is it sandstone blue sandstone? It's mm -hmm. like sparkly. It looks like galaxies. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, little amethyst ones, which are beautiful. I have opalite ones, which were a present, which um, are wonderful as well. Um, but I like the plasticky ones that are kind of like iridescenty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, do, yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't, yeah. as long as they're pretty, I'm she happy. Just loves dice. I just she love just dice. dice. I like when they look like little candies on my table. Yeah. It's just, you know. Have you had the chocolate dice? What? Like actual candies? What? Yeah. That, can you roll them? Yeah. What? I wish they'd have made... had these? Oh, Laura, we have to get you chocolate dice. I'm going to buy you pajama pants, and you can buy yeah. me chocolate dice. Let's do this. Fair okay. trade. We're going to trade. It's That's gonna be a great. fair trade. Happy birthday Happy early birthday and late, Christmas. and every birthday. Yeah, good job. I wish they made dice that look like the Willy Wonka gobstoppers. Like I would the big, suck on those. The, with the spikes? Yeah. Wait, no. The gobstoppers. No, they're they kind of just have like, they're they kind did, of. They did, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah they're kind of like a little bit. Things, yeah. For something you're supposed to suck on for a long time, yeah. they look like something you probably shouldn't put in your mouth. Yeah. But you know, hmm. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Everyone dies. Talison would say there's very few or things you should put in your mouth. Um, <laughs> guys, there's very few it's things you bad. shouldn't put in your mouth, I meant to say. There you go. I have a funny story about your dice thing you mentioned earlier about the dice that Marisha got you from mm. Gen Con. Uh, we went and walked the floor of Gen Con the last day a little bit before we got on our flight. And. Uh, 
Some of us, we, you know, we went to go visit our friends at Dwarven Forge, Wormwood, Level Up Dice, all the, you know, everybody, whoever was there that we knew, we wanted to go say hi and whatever else. And we spent some money. And then Talison, Marisha, me, one, two other people that were with us, all of our cards got shut off at some point because it was like, why are you in Indiana buying you know, all this money oh, worth oh. of random shit at this thing. Mm-hmm. And we were hitting like place to place because we hadn't really like been able to do much that whole weekend until yeah, that yeah. point. So then we're all just hitting just every booth, right. spamming. So then we're at the level up dice booth and all of us are on the phone with the <laughs> bank trying to be like, it's me, I'm making this purchase. And Marisha was trying to get those dice for you and she was so pissed and I was like, let's come back. She's like, they're for Matt, I'm getting them. No, it was oh, so oh, funny. Oh. I'm glad she ended up with them. Me too. I took them. <laughs> The bank wasn't answering. I pocketed the dice and um, didn't work. Listen, nobody's watching this. Um, okay, sixty cycle bum. Six. Sure. Sixty cycle bum, Matt. Yes. Having a wizard in the campaign, how do you figure out what scrolls or spells to make available to find in the wild? The times that it's come across, I. I usually think of one spell that I know will be useful, and then I randomly roll from that point. Because I don't want it to be entirely engineered to be useful for him and be like, here's everything you would need. Uh I want him to have the options. The fuck is happening right now? Keep talking. Keep talking, sorry. Are you going to make out with that fucking bear? I'm just going to hug him. Oh. so yeah, I, oh, I, I, I like to randomize to a certain extent because I want it to feel like it's something you just find in the wild and it may be useful, it may not. Yeah. Uh, so I want to have one anchor that I know will be useful and then whatever additional spells there are, it's kind of the luck of the draw. Wow. That's my answer. Yeah. And I like that answer. Thank you. That's a really Thank good you. answer. I was distracted a little bit by the bear who is uh, going down on Laura right now. I imagine why. <laughs> No, I mean because he was up here and then he went down down, towards where Laura was. Uh, Guys. He's giving you the best hug right now. I feel like his hands are a little (laughs) non-committal. He's he's got hovering hands right now. Yeah. He's like, "Mm." he's like, so cute. That's so cute. Didn't a fan sent that in? Yeah. Yeah. And and once again, let me reiterate: when it came, it was just wrapped in cellophane, so we thought it was a body. We did. Oh yeah, That's we had right. it a while. We were like, "That's right." Uh, should we open it? We're not opening you that. that. Should you call the cops oh, before boy. we open it? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we were moving into the new studio, and uh, we were broadcasting the little like webcam drop cam footage. Mm-hmm. And when that came off the truck, the chat lost it. They were like, "Oh, Trinket made it in the move." That's all they cared about. And then when I came on, they were like, oh, "I guess Brian's going to be going Brian's there." there. Even my mom asked about Trinket when she sat down and played the PlayStation. Really? Earlier. She was like, "And who is this?" Oh, oh guys. Trinket. Yes. By the way, if you want to watch Danny and her lovely mom plays Spider-Man on PS4, VOD is available on our Twitch. Is that right, Max? Yeah, it is. Why are you fucking <laughs> laughing like I said something wrong? It's available, I want, I want people to watch it. Oh my God. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight, folks. Uh, thank you for joining us on After Dark. Uh, we'll see you Thursday night for Woo! episode 35. Yeah. Oh my god. 35 episodes already. Yeah, this first campaign. Holy Five shit, you guys. Five less than the times I've used Cure Wins. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. It means there's been at least five episodes where you've used it multiple times. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. Don't defend her, I'm Danny. proud of you, girl. Thanks, Matt. Hey, cl I've played clerics a lot. Clerics are hard. They are hard. They're, yeah. they're a great, great, great class, but they are hard to balance. It's super difficult when you're sitting there as a cleric and you're like, man, I have all these healing spells. But I don't want to use them. Yeah. What should I do? What should what I do? Very difficult. Yeah. Just kidding. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Thank you all for joining us. As always, uh, you got your money's worth tonight. <laughs> See you next week. Good night, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tox Machina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.